guys. Welcome to our, our podcast, Deeper Into the Dark, where two, two friends descend into true, true crime, the paranormal, and all, all things. My thing strange. is strange. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all things strange, guys. Um, thank you for joining us on our YouTube if you're watching. And if you're listening, thank you for continuing to follow us. <laughs> and we are now 21 bitches. We can. We don't have alcohol. <laughs> we don't have to sneak the liquor from our parents' cabinet. So we don't have to sneak it anymore. So we choose to not drink. <laughs> yeah. That's an old part of my life that I'm not doing anymore. Yeah. I'm grown. Have you ever did that? Did you sneak around and drink and stuff? No. I did. Y'all want to hear a story? It's really short. Let's go. Let's hear okay. it. Give us the tea. Give us the drink. Give us the tea. Let me um some sugar cube that for you. Was it like peach schnapps? <laughs> no, no, no. It was hard liquor. So <laughs> it was. Hard I had liquor. a friend back in the day um, who was a little on the crazier side anyways. I was going to I was going to say, gay? Me? <laughs> Their name was Steph. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'm going to leave the name out. But let's just say um, we became friends in college when I first started. I was 19, 18, about to be 19. Um, oh. And, yeah. And, um, oh, sorry, I had to burp. And <laughs> um, she was house-sitting and babysitting and all that, right? So she was house sitting. Her neighbor was like two houses down. She decided to hit up some of her guy friends and all that. Because she was like one of those Christian girls. So you know they're crazy. And um, those friends of course brought some vodka, tequila. So she was house sitting and she decided to throw a party. Some of her friends came with, you know, vodka, tequila, whiskey, which... If anyone that knows me knows when I drink whiskey, for some reason, my top comes off. So, boobs out, dancing, having a great old time. <laughs> Anyways, I don't remember most of the night because I hit it hard. But I do remember waking up shirtless upstairs. Uh, no one was near me, though, so I don't know what happened. But I ended up crawling into one of the couches upstairs. And I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I was like, where's my top? While, like holding it like this and I was like I don't know what happened but I gotta go <laughs> um but anyways that was when I was like 18 about to be 19 so I would do like hard drinking with her and then when we became 21 or I became 21 because she was she was like a year or two older than me and I was like oh I'm le I'm legally I can drink now I had we had like one party and I had like vodka I think it was Great Goose vodka, too. Anyways, we partied at a hotel room. And after that night, I just really didn't drink again until um, I became friends with one of my friends, uh, Laura. Like, she drinks, so I started drinking again. Um, but not still not as much. I'll, like, have some margaritas and stuff here, but <laughs> this girl don't drink whiskey anymore. She said, I'm a changed person. I'm a changed person. I've been reborn. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair is stuck on your thing. Mine does it too. Oh, my bad. My bad. But yeah, that was my crazy um, 
I mean, I've done some stuff that I don't want to repeat um, when drinking and um, with different people that I choose not to state who it was for people who do know me. Um, don't need to know how whorish I was. But... <laughs> you were not a whore. Um, let's just say if someone did like a body count of who they've been with um, and you counted... Um, certain other things it would be a long list <laughs> but I don't count everything oh if you use that same metric on me <laughs> yours would be like <laughs> yeah, list. I'm like a street worker at that point <laughs> without the pay without the pay <laughs> I mean you're getting paid in different currency <laughs> It's it's a count in itself. <laughs> Basically. It yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh. Um Anyways. I never did any hard liquor myself. Well, no, that's a lie. I'm full of shit. My bad. Um <laughs> uh I went drinking with my brother's ex. We went to um this one strip club called What's it? Chica Bonitas. Chica Bonitas. Um, if some of you guys have been around the UT area, y'all know about that um, strip club. It's like the trashy uh, version or trashy strip club to the one where they call the landing strip. Okay. And uh, people go there, but um, I got, I didn't say I wouldn't say I got drunk, but we did do like a whole bunch of shots, and then we did um, well we did a bunch of um, whiskey sours. Ugh, hate them. And then we did uh, the one that I wanted, which was, I was like, can we get a round of Starfuckers? It's like a Jolly Rancher and like liquor tasting. Oh, okay. It's really fruity. It's delicious. Yeah, so. people do that. I and then like that. the hardcore drinkers were like, what the fuck is that? It's so fruity like a Starburst or something. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it tastes good. Whatever the fuck y'all were drinking was asshole. Anyways, so we did that and I got my um, bougie white woman drink. I got my... Um, <laughs> What was it? Um, <laughs> or hold on, my infamous um, one drink that I learned from the Catwoman film. Oh, what is gosh. it? I got my a white Russian. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so, and I was all. What, what is it again? Milk and scotch or something like that? What it's, is it? It's uh, cream, um, Kahlua, and vodka. And I think <laughs> like Bailey's or something. It's good. Is it? Yeah, it, it tastes like coffee. Gross. Just tastes like coffee with a little bit of an alcoholic burn. I've always wanted to try, um, I think it's called a chocolate martini. I don't know. It just sounds interesting. No, I don't know. (laughs) What isn't a sex position? What's a good one that we haven't tried? I mean, I've done some things. I just don't know the names. Um, I've made up some stuff. I'm just kidding. I made up some stuff. I may have invented a few. (laughs) Perfected some. Worked them to death. (laughs) Um... Yeah, that was about it. Just going drinking at Chicas Bonitas. And my friend, my good friend from my old jobs, we hung out together and we just had like basic like vodka drinks or in like wine spritzers or like vodka spritzers or whatever. Just Sprite and what's that, what's that one brand? Zvedka or Zvedka? It's like this weird brand. Yeah, he would make those and that was about it. But I never got drunk where I'm like... Let me take my pants off and swing my asshole around. 
Not that that's... I, I have a few times. You sewn your asshole around? I mean, well, no, but <laughs> I've drank so much that my clothes come off. Yeah, I've never had that happen, and I'm kind of grateful, because... <laughs> Lord, on a stick. Have mercy. <laughs> things would have happened that I would regret. Um, I think the major... Would we, though? <laughs> would we? I mean, it's a perfect opportunity to grow <laughs> and learn from mistakes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you would think I would learn. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> She's reborn. I'm, I'm a reborn again Christian. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not. like, I'm a true Christian. Bless your heart, honey. Bless your heart. I don't like to talk about those sorts of things because that's not a subject I like to think about. God wouldn't condone such language. Or acts of ungodliness. <laughs> Praises lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was too real. I forgot you did go to church a lot. I was like, no, Whoa. they say that on True Blood. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, why did that feel like True Blood? That one blonde bitch. Praises lot. She plays the perfect cunt. Oh my yeah. god. Even in that movie, The Help, mm-hmm. she played that uh, side character. She was such a weird, annoying. Mm-hmm. She pissed me off. Sorry if some of you guys are offended by the word. Eat my shit. <laughs> oh, Missy or Minnie? That's Minnie's my favorite pass. character. Minnie's pass. Eat my shit. <laughs> well, you uh, is. What did you say? <laughs> Eat my shit. Eat my shit. Have you lost your mind? No, no. but you about to. But you about to. Because you eat my shit. I love the dramatic <laughs> eye look. I wish I could. Her eye. There's a few people I know who have um, the eye game. Yes. Well, technically, it's um, black folk talk. They can have a whole conversation with their eyes. Like a lot. Some people I know have animated eyes. Like my manager. Like I walk by her and she speaks to me with her eyes. She's like. Mm. And I even told her one day I was like, "You have just like animated eyes." You don't need to talk. It just talks to me. Like, you could have a whole conversation. You have something to do, and she'll just glance over at it, and then be like... And you'll be like, yeah, I'm getting to it. And she'll be like... And instead of saying, are you good? She's like... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, now, now I'm freaking out. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I know, lately, work... Like, I love my job, but it's been, like, really busy, and I didn't realize how much... I um, needed the other admin with me, and she's been sick, and so like everything's been falling on me. And my manager, she tried to help me as much as she could, but she's also managing. Other so things. She couldn't really help me as much, and I just felt like I've been drowning the last four days. So it's just been like adding on my stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mentally, which you know, I will say, mental health is overlooked severely. So I'm all for it. Um, but when it comes to me, I lack caring about my own mental health and I'm trying to work on that. And it doesn't help when people are not helping that situation and just giving you more. Yeah. Flack. Well, I gotta say is no matter what you're going through, you ultimately know what's best for you and don't try to please other people. Just work on yourself and what you can do and, and what you can handle. And not everybody knows what you're going through or what you can handle. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. 
And I mean, you, you lean on people. I lean on Stefan. Um, and I, I lean, lean on, on my her. friends, you know, but just, there's just some things it's hard to, you can smell the poop. Winter took a massive shit since I brought it over there. No, it was you Jupiter. S- no, I saw him over there. Oh, he moved? Yeah. You stinky mm. shit. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, shit. guys. Smell my shit. Definitely put yourself forward. Mm-hmm. Because no matter If what. it hurts someone's feelings, it shouldn't. And you really need to think, like, is that someone that needs to be in your life? In my opinion. And if you if think... they know you, if they're your friend, they'll know you and they should know when you're struggling and yeah. not push it. Exactly. If someone is trying to focus on themselves, granted, they are still communicating with you, but you're refusing to listen to them and you're putting your selfish needs first in the sense of that person needs to be doing something for you versus you doing something for you. That's two different things. And you need to reflect on, am I being a selfish prude? And if you are, that's okay to realize. And you just need to take a step back and be like, you know what? Re-evaluate. I'm being an asshole. Yeah. Reevaluate. We all have moments. We're all assholes at one point or another. Oh, yeah. But you just need to grow a, grow a little bit more in your brain and realize, I can be better. Do better. Do better. So, we all yeah. can. But anyways, I am excited. We're 21 now. But I'm also excited because yesterday was this bitch's birthday and he is, I don't know, can I say your age? No. <laughs> I am an age that is well above 21. <laughs> At 10. <laughs> We're like the same age. <laughs> I'm a grandma. My tits are used as a belt now. By two months, you're older than me. You have to do the math. Yeah, two months. I'm like trying to do it. And I'm like, well, technically three months if you do the numbers. Yes, because my birthday is at the end of a month and his is the beginning. Hers is like at the exact end of the month. Mine's oh my God, if yours was the first, that would have been so weird. You know? Not really. <laughs> But yours like would be at the beginning. Months, yeah. yeah, yours would be at the beginning of the month. Mine would be at the end. I was born on June third, nineteen ninety two, at three o'clock in the morning. I believe I could be wrong, but I remember Carmen calling me one day and was like, "I just wanted to call you, and I was doing laundry really late, and I just wanted to let you know that happy birthday, and I was thinking about you, and how it was about this time that." mother called or dad called was letting you know that you were uh, in the hospital and she delivered a baby and this little boy or this little rat or some forgot what she called me and she was like was born at whatever o'clock in the morning and i'm like damn i was born that early in the morning gosh i would have hated to give birth to you that early in the fucking morning no thank you well here's the thing she didn't even like push I just went. You were just like you shit it out the front. <laughs> so you were natural. I was a front shit, huh? You were yeah, natural. Yeah, I was natural born. Oh, okay, I was a C-section baby. I was natural. I'm a natural born witch. <laughs> natural. Natural born bitch. I cut my my way out. No, I'm just kidding. She, Not really. She's like a xenomorph. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm like one of those face huggers. I just pop out of you. 
Yeah, xenomorph. Oh, that's what they're called? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I just called it basically. Well, if you want to get honest and factual. Yes. Actually. A face hugger is just the delivery of the egg. Oh, okay. The xenomorph comes from the queen. The egg. It was born inside of a human. The right? little face hugger is inside the egg that she drops. But inside is like kind of like a sperm holder or like the other actual xenomorph egg. And then it comes out and then it jumps on your face and impregnates you. Yeah. And then you're the incubator. Extra steps for pointlessness. I don't get it. Yeah. But whatever. It's cool. And the fact that you can only do one at a time. And then it dies. It's like, body. okay, I'm dead. Yeah. I did my job. No wonder she lays so many. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was a C-section baby. Um, my birthday's not here yet, but it's August 31st. Also 1992. We're so old. We are. And Damn. I'll be 30, okay. I'll be 31 on my 31st. And so she just ex- let you know, I'm exactly 31 now. <laughs> so I'm super excited. And I was born around like 8.40 something p.m. I have to ask my grandma the exact time. You were somewhat of a dinnertime baby. I was... I mean, I was scheduled. I was a scheduled C-section. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're just like, okay, around yeah, 840, we're going to rip you out. Yeah. I, there was nothing wrong with me. They just... Said, I think she eh. just chose... I don't know. She chose not to do natural or... I don't know. My sister was also scheduled, but she was a preemie. Does that make sense? I was preemie as well. Yeah. I think my grandma said it was for tax reasons. Because, the fuck? Yeah, she had to be born a certain time to be considered on the taxes. Her birthday is three days after Christmas. That's so before weird. Tax I don't understand how that Yeah, works. it's like before tax season. Interesting. Yeah, because um, she would have been counted on the taxes in December of that year. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't understand taxes. <laughs> what if when... you're born in between that bleak period? What if you're born like New Year's Eve or day? Like, which one do you count to? None. Especially if you're born New Year's Eve, but like at, they say, um, 11.59, but you could have been born at 12 on June for, uh, January 1st. Then, you know? in that case, you're a time traveler. Honestly. You're just like stuck in limbo, constantly shifting. Like this baby is glitching like a TV screen. Going glitch. Glitch. Just glitch. Throughout life. I don't know. But yeah, that's a little bit about our our baby lives. So yeah, tw- episode 21. What? And we celebrated his birthday. Just quick thing. We went to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, gas station because, um, you know, we're horror buffs. We're movie buffs. Uh, it was nice. And then we went to, what is it called again? It, Hollow Scream? Hollow Scream and Halloween Texas Museum. of History of Museum or something. It was I like a last minute choice. And we just went to the museum parts. We didn't do the whole thing. Because they were expensive. Sorry, we got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, a, we don't have mommy and daddy buying our money. A girl that works there, her name is Tammy. She's telling us that the Christmas one is the best. Oh, yes. So we might go during Christmas time. Save for that. 
creepy elves and all this other monotonous and super cool. Might even see Krampuses walking around. <gasps> I'd be so excited because I still haven't fucking seen the Krampus movie. Me neither. I want to see it. We have to find it. But we did watch a good Christmas movie last night. <laughs> it was so Violent random. Night. Is that Violent what Night with um, Hopper from Stranger Things playing yeah. Santa. Daddy. You probably guys probably seen that. <laughs> he thinks it's so gross. So I think he's, he's attractive. I don't see it. I'm sorry. Zaddy. <laughs> he's for some people just like unfortunately Pete Davidson's for some people. <laughs> but I will say that movie was so fucking good. I was so shocked. I was in it the entire time. Anytime it was like a bloody scene, I was like looking at Steph and Greg and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. It was There were really some, good. I was just like, that's the worst way to die. And then another one would happen and be like, that, no, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> they kept topping it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, okay. This is, okay. There's a way I could say how decent of a movie it was. Greg actually liked the movie. And Greg usually gets bored of movies and he's checking his phone. I don't he, think he lifted his phone up once. No, he was he just was like staring at the screen and then our reactions and the he was giggling again. along too. Yeah. Okay, there's a specific scene. It's the scene that's like uh, paying homage to like Home Alone or something like that. Oh my god, yeah. Because in the scene, well, you'll see it if you watch it. But if you watch that little that bit, it is so funny, so good, and so gruesome. <laughs> I just was screaming the entire and time. I'm and me and Christina like, were both like, um, can we like have a legit Home Alone movie like this? This is the Home Alone we deserved. And I was like, holy shit. I wasn't expecting it. It was funny because it was comical because you're like, oh God, how could that fool anybody? And you're like, exactly. How did that fool anybody in the Home Alone films? But it's because they didn't, they didn't care that it was there and they kept going forward and mm-hmm. then those booby traps were meant for the fallback so exactly <laughs> this is a clever little girl i loved it it's so good it was funny yeah i'm really glad we watched that last night mm-hmm. <sighs> it was nice good movie good movie but yeah it was my birthday yesterday christina and greg both did things for me greg got me a little medusa statue a gugan I don't know if you guys can see it or not because something, but it's really cute. I love Medusa. The Gorgon is one of my favorite mythological characters, if not the famous. Oh, maybe my favorite. Christina got me a cute Maleficent um, pop, popsies thingy. It has a button that pops up something, and we're going to have something written on it. Don't tell them yet. Yeah, I'm not going to say it yet, but we're rewriting it. (laughs) Right now it says, like, always fierce or something like that. Yeah, always fierce, and her arms go up with it. Go... And it says, always fears. But, um... With rusting bitch face. I love it. At the gas station, Christina bought me a pop Elvira little thingy. It's so cute. It's like a 80s retro colorful exclusive for the 40 years of Elvira. Um, they have, like, a whole section of different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she just looks banging in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, like, two Elvira's one. There was one with her classic red where it's, like, a sparkly red dress. And it was cute, but this one just stuck out. And like Christina said, the colors really popped. Yeah. And so it's really cute. And then Greg bought me, like, these Elvira pins. Because you guys need to know, I'm, like, obsessed with Elvira. We should take, like, a group photo of the things that you got for your birthday and post it on our We should. Social. We'll do that afterwards. Yeah. And we'll post it on Twitter facebook and 
And then um, I'll probably even throw it, throw it in the TikTok. Like I'll do like an, like I'll do a little overview of the Tiki Talkie. But yeah, it was a fun day yesterday. Oh, and um, and then you, oh, well, yes. you got it yourself, but um, I bought this. I don't know if you guys can see it. I got this. Ooh, almost fell. But I got this cute oracle, oracle thing. I got it because Christina loves um, Michaela Reed from Dead by Daylight. She's a clairvoyant witch. And I was like, you know what? That's giving Michaela vibes and also typical paranormal or like whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to put it in Christina's section and also it's a vibe. And it's sparkly. And then even though it was Stefan's birthday, he still got me and Greg something. So we all three have keychains. Yeah, I got them cute little keychains. I got Greg a cute black cat since he's obsessed with black cats. Um, so is Christina. She's a, she loves my cat more than I do. Um, <laughs> and my uh, grandma has a black cat. And then I bought Christina a cute little cauldron with bubbles coming out of it. It's like a little keychain. It's like matte feel. I got her that. And I got it because Michaela Reed from Dead by Daylight. She's my Michaela Reed. And then I got me a cute ghost. A ghoul. A ghost. <laughs> I saw on Greg and Christina yesterday that the reason why I got that ghost, and when I first saw it, I thought of the ghost from Scooby Doo, the opening where he's like, Scooby Dooby Doo. Honestly, though. So, yeah, it was a fun it day yesterday. Fun. It was cute. It was hot it was as balls. hot. Like, I had sweat coming from places that I shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> dying we literally all came back and we all took a shower not together but just kidding i mean <laughs> we got we showered then we watched violent night um while eating his birthday cake which i'll be posting that as well it was like a light strawberry cream cake what is, it was a custard custard yeah strawberry fluff with it was whipped like cream really fluffy very yeah, light very it light was very refreshing it was a dense it was nice Go H-E-B. Sponsors. Um. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> we're we're right down the road from you. Yeah. We're going to be posting your picture, and I eat your sushi. Okay. She loves your sushi and your special sauce. Yes. Oh, uh, whatever it's called. Mayo. Whatever. Sorry, guys. Spicy mayo. So, yeah, that was fun yesterday. But, anyways, we got some cute tales for you today. Christina's been sitting on this one for three weeks? Four weeks? Now? Four, I think. Um, but I hadn't written it until today. <laughs> so but bear she's with been me. thinking about it. I was thinking about it. It cost me to go down this giant rabbit hole. And then I just realized throughout all this, I'm doing more research than writing. And so when I came over today, I'm like, and he's like, what are you writing a memoir? I was like, no, my whole story. And it's funny because I'm distracting her with like videos on YouTube. Yeah, we're watching videos. To Wong Fu, the movie. The movie, Thanks for everything, Julie Newmore. It was a nice distraction. I had like one headphone out. It's, it's like cute. It. It's cute. It's cute. But yeah. Brett, should we get started? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, sorry for our appearance, guys. We're kind of like legit last minute doing any of this. Like we wanted to do like a whole setup, but I forgot my birthday was the day before recording. So. <laughs> and then while we were like, I was like, hey, we should do this. It's my birthday. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Honestly, all she asked was, I want to get some videos for the TikTok. I'm, it's my birthday. I'm not doing anything. We didn't even do it today. Yeah, we watched Too Wong Fu. That's more important. It is, honestly. Do you like, like my nails? Do you like my nails? 
You can see the dick in her hands, or the balls and dick. <sighs> it was about to pop. All right. All right, so let's get it. Let's get it started in her. All right. I, as many people know, the popular popularized TV popular popular popularized TV show. There we go. I was waiting for it to turn off. Seinfeld. 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 Is that the one with uh, Jerry Springer? Springer? <laughs> or Jerry Seinfeld? Seinfeld, because it's called Seinfeld. <laughs> Let's be honest, Jerry Springer's better. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Mm. All right, okay. Recipes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Recipes, Jerry. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay, so. The one Jerry, I don't care about. <laughs> the, about the, other, the other Jerry. Yeah, that one. The annoying one. <laughs> Well, in this in an episode, Elaine is talking to one of her friends who is asking around, "Where did my fiance go?" Oh, my fiance! At the end, she says, "I have lost my fiance, the poor baby." In which Elaine, with her straight ass face and in an Australian accent, goes, "Maybe the dango ate your baby." <laughs> and the friend's like, "What?" And she goes, the dango ate your baby. <laughs> it's like super famous. Okay. So, um, said, so I was like, where did this come from? I've just like seen that scene. I didn't know like what it was from. But first off, if I saw them walking by. So first off, if you don't know what a dango is, I'm not going to say it like that the whole episode. A dango. A dango. So a, a dango is a name for a wild or unfortunately half... Unfortunate soul. Unfortunate soul. Um, a half domesticated dog. Um, with... Kind of like a mutt. Um, so... It's supposed to be a wild animal, but I say half domesticated because they they're they humans. Like of the unfortunately, oh. yeah. Um, and they have a sandy colored coat, and they're found in Australia. And this is what they look like. So they're dog-like. And we'll obviously post these pictures yeah, on social. <laughs> <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> Did you catch that? Zoom in. <laughs> Just kidding. Did the glare get you? <laughs> Did the glare get you? Um, so. Oh, and they're found in Australia. If you didn't, if I didn't already just say that. Because that's why Elaine says it in an Australian accent. The found down under. Found down under. So. A dango ate my baby is a cry popularly attributed to a Miss Lindy Chamberlain after her baby Azria was snatched by the wild dogs on August 17th, 1980. Lindy um, put Azria, who was a nine-month-old baby at the time, up in their family tent with Reagan, who was a four-year-old uh, boy like her son. She had like four, three kids? Yeah, she had three kids at the time. 
So she put um, the four-year-old and then the two-month-old in their family tent as the rest of the family, her, her husband, and the other son finished their dinner. Two hours went by and Lindy heard Azria cry. She runs to the tent um, and that's when it all turned into a nightmare. So she goes, looks in there, and it's popularized also in this movie that I got stuck watching. Nightmare <laughs> Street. Yeah. Um, Evil Angels. I think that's what it's called. All right. So she goes into the tent. She just sees her son. She sees that the bassinet is empty. Mm-hmm. So she gets out of the tent and she yells, uh, the dango, the dango got my baby, and she runs into the forest trying to chase after it, or so it says in the movie. But in real life, she goes up to the tent, she sees, she says, Lin- Lindy says she sees a dango, or dingo, going through her tent, and she shoots it away, or tries to get it away, and she, like, goes in there to go check on her children, and that's when she sees her baby's not in there, and she sees some blood with paw print trailing. So she follows the trail and she stops immediately when she comes to the forest part and she yells for her husband and everybody else. So like a little bit of lapse of time in real life. In the movie, it's immediate. The baby's not in the tent and Meryl Streep is screaming, the dango, the dango got my baby. That's why that line is so famous. Mm -hmm. In real life, it took her a minute and then she screams, the dango, the dingo took my baby. So that's how it's popularized so with all that happening investigators come on scene the first one there his name is frank morris he shines a light across the floor of the chamberlain's tent where he noticed blood on one of the rugs which is also what lindy noticed and that's why she was following it so paw prints led from the tent entrance but they fade away as they hit the road where um, the forest starts and the cars end. It's like this weird, like, the whole place is like this weird rock, which people who are from Austin area, it's like a sandy version of the enchanted rock we have here. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's literally a giant rock, like huge. People climb up this rock to the top. So it's literally like that, but it's in Australia and it's, like a sandy color. Mm, okay. So, um, I mean, I would give more, but I don't know what, you, what that is. I haven't heard of it. So. The Enchanted Rock? No, I haven't heard about it. Oh, I've heard of it. I've never been. People I know have gone. The one time I went, I did not realize it was a holiday and you can camp there and it was completely full. So they closed off the park because people were camping there. And I was like, dang. Oh. But it's for hikers. I don't, I've never been on a hike with you. But anyways, um, so nothing else was found to support the story that Lindy was saying um, about her kid being taken. And so it ends up ultimately dividing the public. investigators, the public, and the country. Mm. So some people are saying the dingo did it, and some people are saying that the child was already dead. Like, Lindy and the parents did it. And they're trying to cover it up. Why? I don't know. That's just, like, the speculation that occurred. That's quite 
grim. Because there's absolutely no evidence. So people just assume things and make up their own stuff. The trial, so ever all the, with all this happening, um, they take Azria's parents, Michael and Linda, into trial against them. Um, it's very long and lengthy, this trial. And despite the lack of a body, the lack of motive, and the lack of any eyewitnesses, the Northern Territory, which is their government type, um, sentenced Lindy to three years in jail. Three years. I mean, I was just, how do you jump to that so fast if there's literal blood prints of dingo? Because it was one paw print and that led, like, it's a small area that led straight to the road. So they didn't know if it was, like, I didn't write all about it because it's this long freaking article about the trial. But there's speculations that um, Lindy cut her her daughter's throat and she died or whatever in the tent. And that attracted Dingo to take the body and drag it, which was her whole, like, her what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then some people were stating like, oh no, nothing was wrong with the children. The dango just go went in there and took the child. Sorry, my cat's acting stupid. He's trying to be weird. I can't see the movie. Oh, scratch post. Yeah. So there's hmm. absolutely no evidence, no eyewitnesses because like, yeah, it's a campground, but everybody so was- So technically it's Herbert versus the public's yeah. viewing. Okay. Um, they do interviews with all the pe- people there, but everybody was at the site eating and drinking and all that together. The kids were in the tent, and other people had their kids in their tents, um, but they weren't with them. They were all together in the light, and, you know, eating by this fire and stuff. Hmm. So it's really there's oh, absolutely so there no. Were a, there's a whole bunch of people were, camping I together. I thought it was just one family in one spot. I was like, no. I can get, but wow, okay. But she went. And left the group of people to go um, check on her child because she heard the child crying. Um, and then there's some witnesses that say, I didn't hear a child cry, but I did hear um, a dingo growling. And then you have other people saying they heard both the dingo and the baby. And then some people said they uh, that Lindy was um, holding white, like, cloth and stuff and only think a baby was in there like the baby could have died like she could have murdered the baby earlier in the day and staged the whole scene i was like gosh so it was like a lot of speculations and i guess the northern territory government people wanted to kind of close it so lindy's she says it's a whole conspiracy that they were trying to cover up this but she knows what she saw Mm -hmm. and better yet um she wasn't the only one to see things. There was also her son, Reagan. He was four years old, though. But, and so they didn't take his word for it. But looking back, Reagan, even though he was four years old at the time, he recalls the dingo entering his tent, stepping over his chest, and how scared he was. And he watched as Azria uh, was dragged out crying. But he was too shocked in fear. To do anything. Yeah. He, the entire time, he just, like, couldn't move. 
and he was afraid that the dog would attack him. The dog would come back and come for him. Yeah, come for him next. So even with his, he even says even when his mom came into the tent, he was just sitting there frozen, scared. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to say. He was like investigators came and asked their questions. Of course, he didn't know how to articulate and talk about stuff. He's fucking four, you know? But in a total of all of this, even though including Lindy being in prison for uh, for three years, um, it takes a total of seven years for them to get justice against the Northern Territory. Yeah, so um, in total since Azra's death, it's been 21 years now, which I think is amazing that I'm talking about this on our 21st episode, and I did not plan that. But it's been 21 years. Wow. Yeah. Or um, 21 years since the airing of this thing, which I forgot. I forgot to write down when this was. So this was not 21 years because... Yeah, it was in 1980. But when I was reading this article, it had been 21 years. And I was like, dang. Dang. It's our 21st episode. So. That's wow. Um, okay. So. I have a question. For, uh-huh. I'll save it for later. Okay. So the big thing uh, for this entire time in this trial was did the dingo do it well another story sheds light on what most likely happened to azria when in 2019 which was recent you know like what three years ago um there were three attacks by dingoes in australia first one being a french tourist in australia So she gets attacked and there's bite marks on her knees. That's the first time. A grown woman? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In my eyes, she looked like a smoker. <laughs> she was more than grown. <laughs> she was she crispy. Was grown. <laughs> so this is when it starts making the news um, in a big way, like starting with that. There's three attacks. Mm-hmm. This is in 2019. Okay. So besides her attack, the next one was a six-year-old boy ends up getting molded. Like dead? No. Just like Just his up. skin. Yeah. He gets like bite marks everywhere. Poor thing. But it wasn't like deep enough to where it was an injury that was really bad. Like he went to the hospital, but he didn't have like any stitches or stuff. They just like covered him up and stuff. But I mean, it was really bad on like, I think his leg or something. Um, and the third one was an attack on a 14-month-old named Hunter Alistair, who was on Easter holiday, which if you don't know um, certain places like Britain and uh, Australia, they say holiday instead of vacation. Oh, okay. I was like... That fooled me. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Yeah. I found... They were on holiday. They were on holiday, so vacation. (laughs) Um, and it was the Easter holiday, so it was the Easter weekend. They were, uh, so this little boy, Hunter, was on holiday with his parents, Luke and Sarah, and his older sister, Harper, and, uh, Sarah's mother, Sean. 
and that's how you say it but I just I love that it's spelled different than the Australians Sean is spelled S-H-A-U-R-N-E and I was like Shireen or something the entire time and then when I looked up one of the videos one of the Australian um, it's like the 60 minutes Australia mm -hmm. version um, he's actually talking to her there's an interview with her with the the grandma um, Sean and she he she even says so Sean what do you think about this and I was like that's how you say that name where'd the R go I'd have been like Sean 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 and then I thought it was like a weird version of Sharon like I could did not know what this name was I was just gonna say grandma the entire time listen here old bitch this is the grandma this is grandma Alistair listen up pickle tits so done alright so their camper van um, that they chose to go with was off the ground because they knew that there were going to be dingoes because Australia dingoes are everywhere they're wild and they thought that they, they would be safe and this was about um, truck like it was on a truck bed you know how like people do campers on a trunk bed truck truck bed it was kind of like that height so it's pretty high in my opinion pretty high yeah but at 12 o'clock a.m. early in the morning Sarah woke up to a cry that in the matter of seconds went from being inside the camper to outside the camper and Sarah sprung up and told her husband Luke that Hunter was outside because you know moms know their kids screams and mm -hmm. so she knew it was Hunter and I mean, he was a baby, and Harper was like, I want to say six or seven. She was a little bit older, maybe even nine. I don't know, but she was older. Um, so Luke got up and he ran outside the camper to the other side of, and he saw a dingo, and he saw that the dingo had Hunter by the back of the neck and was dragging him into the forest. Luke recalled the screams coming from his son and the cries and he saw the dingo dragging him and he just ran after him yelling and then he kicks the dingo the dingo crowded and let go of oh, coward sorry <laughs> the dingo cowered and let go of hunter and then the dingo ran into the forest um when luke brought hunter back into the light that's when sarah saw that there was a lot of blood coming from the back of his neck so Sarah goes, grabs a towel to apply pressure, and Luke holds it. She, Sarah then went and woke up her mom and said, Let's, we have to call for emergency services. And Sarah's like freaking out, but Luke's like trying to stay calm because he's not trying to freak out. He's like trying to make sure his son's okay and everything. And Sarah's like losing her shit. And her mom's like trying to stay calm because they're trying to do what they can, you know, with everything happening. So... Sarah and her mom go to get uh, a signal for reception, and you would think that it couldn't get worse, but it did. Luke was still holding Hunter when a pack of dingoes circled them. Oh. Yeah. It was pitch black outside, but he could feel them, like he could see like their eyes glaring and stuff, and he could feel them behind him trying to do a sneak attack. Mm. So, um... 
Dingoes are pack hunters, they're wild, and they are known to hunt together on lonely targets. So now, even though um, Luke is holding Hunter, he's still alone. So Sarah, cause Sarah and her mom are gone trying to get a signal, so it's just him holding this baby that's bleeding, mm-hmm. you know, which also blood triggers this primal instinct in animals. Mm-hmm. So... They got, so he was seeing them sneaking around and stuff. So he immediately was like, I got to go. Like he, he was like, I can't keep standing here. So they all get into a car. Well, Sean is, the grandma is still on the phone with the ambulance people trying to get a hold of them. The signal is like cutting in and out, but they're telling them to meet them at a certain point um, to get onto a uh, emergency ambulance. So Sarah says they drove for about 10 minutes, even though it felt like hours, but it was about 10 minutes. And they met the helicopter emergency. Hunter was taken to the hospital where he underwent treatment for his injuries, which included a fractured skull. Oh, wow. But he was discharged five days later. And then after six weeks, um, he's back to being a regular, happy, healthy little boy. And he just has a few scars on his hairline, which is like very lucky, extremely lucky. And um, this is what his neck looked like. Holy. Yeah. Rap. That is, oh my gosh. And even um, the grandma, Sean, she was saying like, to the ambulance and you can hear um her call to the i'm gonna call it 911 they don't call it 911 but the 911 services like she's like y'all need to get out here like this baby's dying because she felt like they were gonna lose hunter because she said so much blood was coming out of his head and um i found it interesting like when luke grabbed hunter and ran you know he didn't immediately think it was blood or otherwise, he was like telling in the interviews he would have freaked out. He thought it was saliva from the mm-hmm. the, dog. uh, the dog's, you know, Mouth. spit and stuff. And when he went to go wipe it and stuff, that's when Sarah was like, "Oh my god!" and freaked out and went and got. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was freaking out the entire time. As soon as he I mean, started crying, seeing a kid getting dragged by the back of the neck from a dog, I can only imagine what that looked like. They went back with sixty minutes Australia to the scene of the crime with their camper to like show how everything happened and you could and she Sarah um says like where she put Hunter to lay and then you get to see what their camper looked like how they uh how you have to like zip it to get the to get in and out or to get access to inside so these dingoes have spent a lot of time around tents and they were able to get into the tent and push it open Mm. and you know it goes back to when you think about the Chamberlain case um with Lindy Mm -hmm. and with Azra like how they're like how did a dog get inside of a sealed tent Mm -hmm. they're around humans so much they become a little domesticated they know how to forge and get into things Mm -hmm. so I can believe yeah that the dingo did it because 
when they showed us this tent and the fact that it's so high up and they were still able to get into this, mm-hmm. that's like fucking, un- like, I can definitely believe that a dingo went inside a tent that was on the fucking ground and grabbed a baby. Mm-hmm. If it could go up high, undo the zipper and snatch a kid and, snatch a kid and, and you know it was a dingo because... Not only did the family see it, but there's fucking bite marks from the fucking dingo. Like, if... Just think about it. If Luke didn't act fast enough and go and grab his son, they could have been going through the same thing that Lindy and Michael had to go through. They would have lost their kid. They probably would have had to go through trial because it would have been their words against everyone's. But they're a little bit different because they were in this secluded, different part of the forest on... Um, a different part. It was like Fraser's Beach. It wasn't even at the scene where Azria was taken. Mm-hmm. It was this different other area. And they were by themselves. There was nobody. They were in the secluded part of the forest. They definitely would have gone through trial and all that. And they would have been arrested and probably not gotten three years. Probably more. Because mm-hmm. they would have been definitely their word. And no evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that he was able to to act so fast and get his son no we still have his son today but we have this evidence evidence evidential proof yeah that this in fact could happen mm-hmm. and that goes back to the chamberlain story where yes this could have happened to azria and then not only that but ultimately because they have been saying it this whole time um Lindy and Michael, they're not together anymore, obviously. Like, when stuff like this happens, trauma it usually keeps people together at a certain point, and then it breaks them. I've always seen it. I've never seen people stay together with trauma. It's, like, very rare. Um, the only time I did see it is another case I'm going to cover, but it's really hard, uh-oh, especially with differences and stuff like that. But they end up splitting, and they end up remarrying, and... Um, even Michael has a new wife and a new kid and at the time of 2019 they're uh, that couple, him and his new wife have a kid and he names her Zara which is short for Azria for like um, like carrying on her memory, they even talk about her um, while they were together they did have another daughter which she goes back in, in the interview that they do she goes back to the place and so she can see like where her older sister died and that she never even got to meet and she talks about it it was like really sad but um yeah it's just ridiculous that they still haven't gotten an apology or like anything from they it, they didn't really go into it but their government is a little bit different but do you remember that case with the West Memphis Three, where they had to the boys um, mm-hmm. had to sign that uh, that agreement, mm-hmm. the Alfred plea or whatever? They have a version of that, and they made Lindy sign it, and that's the only way that she could have gotten out of prison. So she still signed saying that she killed her daughter, even though she didn't, which I think is so messed up. So hopefully one day that will be fixed, especially with what's going on with what happened in 2019 with this case. Um, Lindy's 
very much on it with her new husband she met in America. He's American. He, but they end up having kids and coming back to Australia, so they live in Australia. But um, they're working really hard to try to clear Lindy's name um, with the, you know, suspected murder of her child. Mm-hmm. But again, it's so hard because there isn't any evidence for her case, but they could use the evidence of what happened to this family. Um, it just sucks that they're like, that there's no body to show that this is what happened to this child. That's the mm-hmm. only. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I'm going to keep up with it. But ultimately, dingoes are not domesticated, cute little animals. They are wild animals, and they need to be respected as so. And the Alistairs, which again are the uh, Luke and Mm -hmm. um, Sarah, the one that Hunter in 2019, they hold no resentment for the dingo in question. They say they don't want that um, animal to be euthanized, which I thought was very big of them. But I don't think I would do that either. Even though, like, nowadays, especially in healthcare, I've noticed that when there's animal attacks, especially dogs, they put them down. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they are like, you know, no, we were in their spot. They're wild animals. Um, I'm, I don't hold it against them. I thought that was really big because people don't even do that here in the United States with domesticated animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but any wild animal, I feel like they would put down. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, the dango, t- I think, took her baby. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think um, the dango do. took her I baby? Do. I honestly do. Because, um, first of all, I don't see a motive behind her killing her baby. Like, yeah. there's no point. I could understand if she's going to get, like, life insurance or something. Like, but they didn't even file for them, do any of that. Exactly. So, like, there was no, at no point do you see That's why I said no evidence, no body, no motive. And they still sentenced just Lindy because she's the one who went and discovered that the kid was missing. Which then I'm like, if you really want to put on your hat and look into that. Wouldn't the kid have said something? Like, I saw my mom's throat. Yeah. Yeah. With a baby, or like, or wh- why would you have your four-year-old laying next to your dead baby's corpse? Unless I don't know. And why would she just leave the body there for someone else to walk by the tent and notice the blood trail? Smell it, because like, they, she put the baby down and it had been two hours. I feel like I haven't been around lo- a dead body before. But I'm pretty like, sure this. Well, day- I have, but not for that long. I'm sure you would start smelling something after two hours and you're outside with no ventilation. Yeah. And a child. That Reagan would have just jumped out of that tent saying, you know, the baby's dead and, I, and it smells. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't the flies have noticed it too? Like yeah. flies start. So I feel like that theory should have just been chunked out Tossed the window. Out the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Um, but yeah, that. Um, who came up with this whole idea that we'll let you out if you say you're guilty thing? I don't know. That's a government question. That doesn't help anybody. It I helps mean, the it, government. Yeah, to get let go and not sponsor or like take care of somebody in prison, if that makes sense, or 
keep them off their case and please the and public. To bring but a close to the case. It just means y'all are lazy and don't want to do the work to figure out what actually happened. Agreed. Whatever. Anyways. Agreed. That is stupid. Makes me mad. It's stupid. Enough with the kids, Christina. Okay, but I wanted so to talk about the dingoes. <laughs> But technically, I talked about a murder, an animal, strange thing, and a paranormal. Just kidding. There's nothing paranormal. There was a ghost (laughs) mauling. (laughs) So I covered a lot in this case. (laughs) You're so silly. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, thank you, Christina. That was an interesting tale. Very interesting. I think my next story isn't a kid, so you're welcome. It's not going to be a kid. A dango ate your baby. Maybe a dango ate your baby. I like how they twisted it. Instead of, a dango got my baby. Maybe a dango ate your baby. I wonder why she stopped running when she saw the blood trail hit the forest. I mean, you can't see anything. Oh, well, it was pitch black out there. Oh, okay. I was like... Huh. She, she didn't have a flashlight like, or whatever. Maybe but the dog like, is right behind my... Even in the movie rendition, because, yes, I ended up watching um, uh, they showed a dart. Evil Angels. Yeah, but she, like, screams around. She, like, she doesn't even go chasing for it. Um, uh, her husband, Michael... Yeah, Michael, uh, runs into the forest as much as he could, but it's, like, pitch black. And then he comes back, and they're like, we need a light, we need a light. Or whatever they say. And then they get a flashlight and they don't really go far because at that point the animal's already taken the child, so. That sucks. Yeah. So you think there's like a baby skeleton zimmers out there? Probably in some like little cave or something. Well, considering how small and fragile the baby skull is, I'm pretty sure it's already deteriorated. Not to get grim, but... Not only that, but this was also in 1980, so I'm pretty sure the sand and stuff has definitely covered it. Yep. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm you know. so freaking aware. <laughs> but in a weird way, I'm, like, I'm sad that what happened to Hunter happened, but also, like, glad in a way because it shines light for the Chamberlain case. And it made a lot of people go, the dango did it. It just shows that it can happen. And there's proof. And you can't deny it because there's fucking bite marks all over this kid's neck. Back of his neck. Crazy. And he ended up getting a fractured skull. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Another reason why I don't want to visit Australia. No, that's why he doesn't like camping. Yeah. I do not mix well with camping. You can I okay, I may be Native American. Maybe when you I don't go know glamping. Am, but no, that's where like the monsters live. That's where the killer lives. Like Lake Crystal. That too. <laughs> Crazy. Well, thank you, Christina, for your thank story. You. Oh, my question was, but then you answered it right after I was about to ask it. Oh. I was gonna say I was like, were there any more afterwards? But then you oh, started. Tax. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, entire. Hunter was the only, like, Survivor. child-taking oh, one. Oh, like, versus a mom. Um, 
But other than that, it was just small attacks here and there. Mm. And then they even showed it in the video. Like, you can see the dingo coming into the campsite and dragging off one of those chairs, those lawn chairs. And I'm like, okay, yeah, wow. I can see that. Let's get started for my side of the story. I'm ready. And please. And please. And please. Sorry, we are making fun of this stupid bitch we saw on YouTube. Um, <laughs> we need to reenact that. We should. <gasps> Would you guys like to see what we're making fun of for the week? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we should make fun of like memes and stuff and post it on our own, on our own stuff. And stuff. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Oh, quick question before I get started. I know you've been busy, but how's the next intro coming along? I know, right? I will work on it this week. <laughs> okay, well, so, um, this week, it kind of just came to me off of a whim. Nothing, like, related to it. I just thought about it, and then I was like, why not? I decided to cover the famous Amityville house and families and the paranormal thing. Um, and I just realized, hello, that's on the shelf that I could have gotten the information from. But then I'm like, well, I'm already like three-fourths of the way done. Might as well. So my sources I got from the dailymail.co.uk and History versus Hollywood. And I think I got another one. But it was just like the same shit from these, so... Let's get started. So, this famous house was a five-bedroom house. It was built in Dutch colonial style and had a distinctive gambrel roof. It had a swimming pool and a boathouse. I remember the boathouse. I don't remember the swimming pool. (laughs) But it was also in a movie. (laughs) Honestly. Uh. And... This house and boathouse was located on a canal. Hmm. Yeah. I had to think about what the canal was. What is a canal? So, the real Amityville house was located on Long Island at 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville, New York. However, the address has since been changed to 108 Ocean Avenue in an effort to deter tourists from visiting the location. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, we all know what happened. Um, But if you don't, I will give a brief rundown of what happened. But I wanted to mostly talk about the hauntings and paranormal activity reported from the house. Like, just things that happened there. So. First, this famous tale starts with the family of the DeFeos. In total, there were seven family members in this family. On November 13, 1974, 23-year-old eldest son, Ronald War Butch DeFeo Jr., shot his parents, two brothers, two sisters with a 35 caliber rifle, caliber Marlin rifle, while they slept. Which kind of makes me question what happened, but also I'm like, eh, I could see it too. Because how did they, none of them wake up? But also, 
if you think about it, there's another story I want to cover, the Velisca murder house, how that family managed to stay asleep while somebody was hacking them in their sleeps with a hatchet, like a fucking giant axe, and like, crazy. Also, um, Lizzie. That too, like, how, what? But you'd be surprised. I'm honestly shocked because the smallest sound, it will... Um, it would make me jump out of my sleep. Like, when my bunny was thumping in the bathroom at fucking 2.30 in the morning, I was dead asleep. Mm-hmm. And I just heard her, you know, just thumping, thumping. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it was a full-on fucking snake in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. telling me about that. Scared the living fuck out of me. Was it alive or dead? Oh, it was alive. It was trying to escape. It was like fucking two feet long. All I know is I grabbed my bunny and I put her in my shirt and I was looking around freaking out trying to find something to get that damn snake out my RV and I guess I scared it because it went out. Oh, the front door in, or the hole? No. Yeah, there was like a, there's like wires that go from my shower and my uh, sink and it's like exposed to the That's dangerous. down part but we found the hole and we covered it and we duct taped it shut. Okay. Um, or should I say my my brother-in-law did Mm -hmm. um and then i also got lots of snake repellent Mm -hmm. um but that night i googled dr google um found that snakes don't like epsom salt or um certain um oils and so i doused my whole rv in peppermint oil because it's one of the oils and i put epsom salt everywhere on the grass no, inside my trailer. I was about to say, I'm like, isn't that how you kill your grass? Yeah. Yeah, you can oversalt Salt. them. Wow. So, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that was a wild day. And I went to work with, like, two hours of sleep. And everybody's like, are you good, bro? And I'm like, no. <laughs> You're like, I'm, like, about to snap. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> but, yeah. um, He killed the family in their sleep, which, okay, it happened, but. I don't know how. I mean, somebody yeah, had to hear a gunshot. Yeah, the first one, you think you would wake up. But. There are people who are heavy sleepers. Maybe six family members? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it, unless they were inbred, they could run through the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were not. <laughs> okay. So, these people... Well, the killer was Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. He was 23 years old when he committed these murders. Um, The victims that he killed were Ronald Joseph DeFeo Sr., his father. He was 43 years old. Luis Brigante DeFeo, 42. Don Therese DeFeo, 18. Allison Louis DeFeo, 13. Mark Gregory DeFeo, 12. And John Matthew DeFeo, 9. So... Um, Ronald DeFeo Jr.'s defense attorney, William Weber, after, during the whole trial of this whole thing, uh, was trying to establish an insanity plea for DeFeo. And what he had testified was that he, that he had heard voices that told him to murder his family. Assistant District Attorney Gerard Sullivan made sure that the insanity plea did not hold up eventually convincing all 12 jurors to deliver a guilt verdict. 
In a 2002 primetime prime time live interview that Ronald DeFeo Jr. gave from prison, he recanted his testimony explaining that his parents were abusive and he committed the murders while drunk and high on heroin. Did you say primetime crime? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. primetime live. Oh, because I was about to say the last story I did was prime crime. Mm. Yeah. Primetime, prime crime, something like that. <laughs> something. <laughs> After this took place, um, with this whole trial and everything went on, and obviously the house goes back on the market for sale, and a move fam- new family moved in to the Amityville house. This new family that moved in were the Lutz family, the infamous Lutz family. And they would live in this house for 28 days till they would ultimately flee from the house out of pure terror. The family members were George Lutz. Um, he was born in 1947. Kathleen Lutz, born in 1946. I don't know why I'm telling you the dates. Daniel Lutz and Christopher Lutz and Missy Lutz. Um, Daniel Lutz. For some reason, whatever. Anyways, so on December 18th, 1970, day. 1975, 1970, die. <laughs> 1970, die. <laughs> <laughs> the day that the real Lutz family was moving into their new Ocean Avenue home in Amityville, the mother had a Catholic priest come in and bless the house. So, the, police, the priest allegedly came by to bless this house on October 4th, 1979. So, what, like a few, two weeks? Two, three weeks after they moved in? Um, and a television program called In Search Of featured an episode that included an interview with who they claim is the real Amityville priest who did this blessing. (laughs) And he wanted to remain anonymous, so his face was kept hidden or blurred, but he spoke with him. And he said this about the house. He said, I was blessing the sewing room. It was cold. It was really cold in there. I'm like, well, gee, this is peculiar, because it was a lovely day out. Sure, it was winter, yes, but it didn't account for that kind of coldness. I was sprinkling holy holy water, and suddenly I heard a deep voice behind me say, Get out. It seemed so directed toward toward me that I was really quite startled. Then, I felt a slap at one point on the side of my face. I felt somebody slap me. Yet, there was nobody there. At some point after his visit to the Lutz home, the In Search episode reveals that he had discovered unexplained blisters festering on his hands. (laughs) So, this priest goes to the doctor to get it checked out. (laughs) Do I got scabies? (laughs) (laughs) Some some borrowed insects or something? Do I have herp derp? No. Herp derp. (laughs) Hand herps? Hand herps. So he goes to the doctor to have his blisters looked at, and the doctor concluded that it's stress or um, psychosomatic reaction, like your brain is causing this for some reason. And the priest didn't quite believe that. He's like, why would my body respond in such a way? So he felt it was in his best interest to try and contact the Lutz family and let them know that, hey, something's going on in your house. This is what happened to me. And I'm starting to form blisters. Just be careful. However, 
He tried calling to warn the family of this and about his thoughts and feelings of what happened. And every time he called, he kept getting noise interference. It prevented any phone communication, and he could never get through to warn the family. Well, after the whole event of the family fleeing the house, the family claimed to have been tormented by spirits of the past family that had resided in this home. So now I'm just going to go through what they said, specifically the ones they're saying. For some reason, the mom didn't really say much. She never really said much about like whatever and neither did Missy. It's crazy. They don't even give her an age in the articles when they talk about her. They're just like, she was about this age, but they don't know exactly for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe they do. Maybe I didn't read about it. I'm not saying that. I, they don't. I'm just saying that the articles I did read, they didn't mention it. Maybe it's in the book. Let's find out. Okay, now let's pull it out. Okay. <laughs> um, so, George Lutz claimed that the porcelain toilet bowls themselves had turned black. And in my head, I thought, yellow nasty. You're nasty. You need to get some Clorox. Mm-hmm. Um, but... If you watch the film, it says that black sludge was coming out of the toilet and it was gross. And it's like, no, the water didn't turn to sludge and stuff wasn't coming out. It's like the porcelain toilet turned black. And another thing he said, George Lutch said that Missy had an imaginary paranormal friend named Jody, spelled J-O-D-Y in the film, if you guys watched it. Um, this entity usually would present itself to his daughter in different forms, including as an angel or a large pig. And, yeah, all imaginary friends morph. <laughs> Demons. Demons. So, in the film, a swarm of flies was present, right? It's in the scene, flies. <laughs> Chris and Daniel both mentioned flies in the house. The sons. They both went on interview and they were like, yeah, there are like flies and stuff and such, but not to that portrayal in the film. Like, they're like, it's not like fucking like a cloud of fucking flies. It's just there were flies. Hollywood doing its magic. (laughs) Like, instead of the, they went with the black um, sludge coming out from the toilet because it's more gross than the porcelain just turning black. I don't know, like, what is it, uh, what are those people called that are like, uh, OCD? OCD. They're grossed out by, like, the toilet turning black. It's like water, you can just turn it off and just get the plumber to come through. Instead of holy water, it's it's bleach. (laughs) (laughs) The power of bleach compels, to propels you. (laughs) Toilet hole cleaning, they're like this. They'd be like this Hell Mary, hell... Yeah, Those putting all that like shit in there. Five different chemicals making mustard gas and <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, aside from swarms of flies supposedly being in the house when it's just flies, um, the, look. Uh, the look up the, huh? It's the look for me. <laughs> My cat literally went. <laughs> okay. Um, so. 
George Lutz consistently chopped chopped wood. So like if y'all saw the Amityville with like Ryan Reynolds with his sexy body and he's consistently mm. chopping wood. Oh my god. Mm. That's uh, Ryan Daddy. <laughs> he's got a good body. He's got a weird face to me. I like it all. Especially I mean, humor gets me. And he yeah, is it's funny. funny. I love. He could rail me still. Um <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to <laughs> I don't, have to, I don't have to try that hard to, like, not like it <laughs> or to like you it. You put the Deadpool mask on. <laughs> he doesn't even have to do that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, anyways. So, George Litz would consistently chop wood for fire because the house was consistently and constantly having cold spots in the hallways and throughout the rooms and whatnot. He was just like, it was cold. A weird cold. Granted, they do have winter, but these are people that live there, so they know the cold. But this was cold that he was like, I need more wood. I need more wood. Well, aside from it being consistently cold, they also said that they would get random scents of perfume or the gross scent of excrement. Shit. Gaka. Their sewer was busted. (laughs) Or somebody was taking a mad shit and spraying perfume because they didn't have any poopery back then. Or poopery. <laughs> or Febreze. Yeah, they didn't have that good shit. They had the bad shit. The wife Literally. was like, why is my perfume always missing? <laughs> oh, One shit. of those bottle things. Live <laughs> <laughs> with the old pump. <laughs> what? What is that, me in the restroom? <laughs> Don't smell my poop. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next stuff I would say they had would have to be poltergeist activity. These next few things. Um, they had disturbances. Uh, more terrifying than that, they had objects that flew across the room. They had the infamous walls oozing green slime from the ceiling. It Was it green slime or was it blood in the movie? I thought it was green slime. Okay, so yeah, it was just green slime. I think I'm getting that confused with the blood from the elevator from The Shining. Shining? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, the only blood I know that's like popped in my head right when you said that was, was The, the Shining. Shining, the elevator scene. <laughs> and they also had an infamous crucifix that would turn upside down on a wall. That's when you take it down and you put it somewhere else. That's when you just like duct tape that shit. Honestly, that's when you leave the house. Why even bother? I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, okay, this clearly isn't working trash. (laughs) Um, Daniel Lutz, the son, said that he would see and was terrorized by spirits. um, And so was the family. Um, Specifically, like, the past family that lived there. Uh, When the family was moving in, Daniel Lutz had brought in a box up to his room and left it there. And when he came back... That same box he had left in the room was covered in flies. He continued to kill them with a newspaper and recounted that there were like hundreds of flies that he was just killing with a newspaper. That's when you put fly traps up. Honestly. I'm like Everywhere. What was the box filled with like cum rags and cum socks? Like grossness? A dead cat. I was gonna say they accidentally put the family pet in that box. Was the dingo baby in there? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bless your heart. Bless your heart, you <laughs> your poor unfortunate soul. Poor, poor unfortunate soul. 
in pain. <laughs> so sad. I forgot the name. Indeed. You have to go see that movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he continued to kill these flies with the newspaper that he did, and he recounted there were hundreds. Afterwards, he went to get his mom and show her. However, when they got to the room and to the box, none. There were no dead flies. There were none flying around. I mean, it was just as if nothing had happened. Another event he said had mentioned was he... There was a window in his room that would consistently open or shut. Like, it would just open or shut consistently. And he was like, bruh, stop. And the family's like, I don't understand it either. Um, In the movie, I think there was a scene where they said that the slammed and it like shattered or like cracked or something I can't remember but um he said that yeah that's all Hollywood it didn't crack it just closed consistently it would open and close and they couldn't explain that Hmm. um and another event was he was kneeling down or doing something and the window shut and slammed shut on his hand oh so hard he claimed it made skin to skin contact like skin to skin contact oh wow that hard and his hand had swelled many times bigger once they got his hand out of the window it got massive obviously means swelling and he I guess they were freaking out and it was quite severe then a few minutes later his hand was perfectly fine as if nothing happened almost as if it was like an illusion or some shit I'm like uh no it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. I, I would boop, boop. love that to have happened to me, though. <laughs> Yo, with your fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, Look at my fucked thumb. <laughs> nope. Still fucking broke. <laughs> nope. Still crooked. <laughs> <laughs> still growing fucking weird. <laughs> okay. Um. Another thing that had happened was he recalled a moment when the entire family was standing outside of their garage watching the garage door slam up and down slam up and down slam up and down he says just doing it doing it just doing it and he recalled another event at which his stepfather was returning from shutting the garage and they looked up at his five-year-old sister's bedroom window and saw what Dando described as a cartoon character of an angry pig with wolf-like teeth and laser beam red eyes. I'm trying to picture like a pig for, or like maybe like who's the like the three pigs? Or I was thinking um what is that one that goes the that's all folks? Yes, 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 that's the one. What, what, what? um I'll keep one who's saying I'm fud, but it's not cuz they look very similar and bald. Uh it's killing me. Porky. Porky the Porky pig. the pig. Porky the pig. So like Porky the pig with wolf teeth and glowing red eyes. Like fire. That's what they saw. <laughs> um, he recalled another occasion to when his mother was treating his injured hand after the window had mysterious crashed down on it. He described an invisible spirit entering the kitchen, knocking over a knife, and sitting at the table making an impression in the padded vinyl seat. They get like a, a butt print. Yeah. They were thick. Thick and juicy booty makeup print. My last 
for Udi. I liked it. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't know how to end it. It'll last for Udi. <laughs> Udi ever. Udi <laughs> Okay. Um, George Litz had recounted on the last night that the family had spent in the house, spent inside the house. His wife had, I guess they were like chilling or something together in their bedroom and just talking. And then his wife's face transformed into that of an old crone. So she got like old, wrinkly and like scraggly looking for like just a little bit. And then I guess it went back and then she started levitating off the bed. The fuck? Yeah. Um, Daniel, who shared a bedroom with his brother Chris, they had claimed that that night that they also shared a levitation experience in their beds. Mm. I've always wanted that. It's not weird. To float? Yeah. I want to do it in like a dramatic witchy way where I'm like just sleeping and you just and then you're like oh my god i'm so mystical (laughs) and you wake up or like you know just floating or like um beetlejuice when the wife and they're just ghosts and they're asleep and she's like he rolls over and pulls a blanket off and she's floating off next to the side of the bed and then she wakes up she's like "Ah!" falls up to the floor that that's my dream right there to fall on the floor no, 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 but to levitate in the air while sleeping. Have you fallen off the bed before? Oh, yeah. It's annoying. One time I did it from a, one of the foster homes that me and my sister stayed at. It was a bunk bed. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that I was on the top bunk and rolled Ouch. right off. And I, thank God I didn't hit my head. I ended up hitting my Elbow. arm first on the bedside table. But I, I smacked like that and went that way. So I ended up having like this whole like... It didn't break or anything, thank God. But I had a giant mark on my arm and bruise and all that. Needless to say, Sam Sam went to the top bunk after that. She yeah. did fine. But She's fine. Yeah. She's fine. I went, I went to the bottom. <laughs> You're like, easier access. Yeah. In and out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... They said, we both woke up with our footboards smashing each other and banging off the ceiling. So I guess they were going... Headboard or footboard? Oh, I guess their whole bed's not them. I guess they're just, like, the whole... like The The whole bed. bed. The whole bed's doing this. So where their, like, feet are... These are their feet. That's a headboard is hitting the ceiling. Wow. Interesting. So did they just like levitate low, slowly down when they were done? Like, okay, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, the ghost was like, all right, you're awake. You see what's happening. Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. Chris, the son, had blamed this whole entire paranormal experience on his stepfather. Saying he would see books of uh, books of satanic worship and other occult books. Worship. It was a satanic <laughs> I can't. Satanic ritual. Have y'all guys seen that Ghost Adventures episode where they go to that place with like the nun and all this other monotonous in the middle of buttfuck nowhere and this woman is like I do believe it was a satanic worship or like ritual. And she, He's like was it satanic and she's like I do believe it was satanic. <laughs> I'm like, Satanic. 
No, I just remember the demon toast. <laughs> Satan lives. Satan lives. <laughs> that obviously looked like she did it with her it. finger. Before <laughs> toasting it. Oh my god. And obviously. <laughs> I can't. I love that. We should put that toast on her shit. <laughs> I want merch for that. What if we put like a toast, but instead of saying Satan lives, we put get railed <laughs> on toast? <laughs> oh, Satan is saying something. Hold on, it pops up. Get railed. Get railed. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, this um, got me to leave. <laughs> okay. It's time for bed. <laughs> so, yeah, he blamed his stepfather for the whole event. And I keep saying stepfather because. Um, their father, the Lutz's father, George. What is his name, George? Yeah, George. And the mom got married after she had already had three kids from their ex, from mm. her ex-husband. That's where I'm like, step on me, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He blamed his dad because he had satanic worship books and other occult books on a shelf. And um, Chris even recounted a time when his stepfather supposedly moved a spanner in the garage telekinetically a spanner oh are you fucking kidding me they could have easily said wrench (laughs) 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 redo (laughs) let's go okay so (laughs) the spanner okay he even re- uh, Chris, the son, had recounted a time when his stepfather supposedly moved a wrench. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder what another word is for wrench. You know, I was Googling this and I was like, you know, I think a word for it would be spanner. <laughs> son, can you hear me that spinner? Span. <laughs> can you hear me that spinner? Spinner. <laughs> So he moved a wrench in the garage telekinetically. Honestly, though, he was the Jean Grey before Jean Grey. <laughs> he was George Lutz. <laughs> he was George Lutz. <laughs> Slay. He had sir. <laughs> he had that whole green uniform with a bird on it. Whatever. Oh God. Does she have a bird or is it just green? Just green. I mean, she's a. She's a phoenix. No, she has what the phoenix she? force. Yeah. But there's a difference. She didn't have a bird on her outfit. I'm probably thinking of the fire of the phoenix force coming out of her own flames. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he moved it telekinetically. And he was like, so yeah, he did rituals and stuff like that. And it's what awoke the spirits of the house and caused this torment of this house and blah, 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 blah. These spirits are woke. <laughs> my god (laughs) they're so woke they're so woke guys get with the movement okay um however some skeptics don't believe or the skeptics some the skeptics don't believe the events of the haunting and they actually think it was entirely made up by this Lutz family as a way to profit from the history of the house and possibly the rumors and tales revolving this house's history, 
include and also that's probably including off of leeching off of Defe DeFeo's plea when he stated spirits and voices tormented him into killing his family and I think he even tried saying the devil made him do it but yeah I'm pretty sure it's just rumors and tells and then once he yeah it's just that's what the skeptic skeptics believe however a famous photographer photographer named Gene Campbell had gotten a picture from the house when he could stay there or they could stay there I don't know if it was a male or female they didn't clarify anything but I'm pretty sure it was a lady we'll um, say they they <laughs> were taking pictures of the house because they were like okay we're gonna catch a ghost or something and they used a shit ton of film well Campbell had set up cameras equipped with black and white infrared film to shoot automatically during the night Numerous films were used, and out of all of this fucking film that was taken pictures of, only one suspicious image was being was caught captured of anything. And it is the Amityville ghost image, and it shows a figure with white eyes peering out of a doorway. Some believe this to be a demon or possibly the ghost of the murdered DeFeo boy, John. Others have concluded that it is likely one of the investigators, in particular, in particular, a man named Paul Bartz. They say that his white eyes were possibly due to the infrared camera film. Do you have a picture? I do. But well, my question is, is, okay, I believe that if you could show me Paul Bartz next to this, but when I look at the picture, it does look like the DeFeo boy. And this is the photo. Let me turn up the mic. Do you have a picture of the DeFeo boy with yes. this? Yes, I do. Other? I will be the judge then. Yeah, it's even wearing like a little... It's even the size of a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of grown man would be standing like that? Yeah, it's a kid. It's even baby face. Just like his baby face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the Defoe boy. So yeah, that was the one photo found in... So yeah, that was the one photo found in all of that film that this famous top photographer took. And what's interesting too is I don't see a picture of Paul Bartz or whomever they're saying this particular person is that's an investigator. Um, if you're going to say it's him, show, show a me a picture. Like, I even Googled his name. I put Amityville, Paul Bartz, or Investigator Paul Bartz, Paul Bartz, and I don't see anything, just some random old white guy that looks nothing like this kid. So I'm like, unless there's legit picture of him for yeah. that time there, I don't, I, I, I think this is the DeFeo boy, personally. Yeah, it looks just like him. They have the same kind of facial features. Mm-hmm. So... Do you think the Amityville house is haunted? Or do you think it was just a tragic event that happened to an unfortunate family and the news had whipped us up and caused a frenzy to the public, people latching onto the statement from a convicted murderer creating this whole shablotch plan? What do you think? I think it's real. I think the only thing that I would think that it wouldn't be real um, is if the stepdad was changing, you know, and he was being possessed, but really he just wanted to murder his family. Then, and then it was his trial. 
then I'll be like, he's latching on to the idea of what happened already at the house Mm -hmm. to cover up his own murdering of his family. Mm -hmm. But since that obviously didn't happen, um, I don't think they're trying to be famous off this or anything. I think the stuff did happen. Maybe not everything, Mm -hmm. but majority. But yeah, I can see it happening. I mean, like a lot of people die in that house, mm-hmm. tragically. So, especially kids and their ghost lingers. And that was the Defay Boy. Defay. Yes. This picture think? is super eerie. When I first ever saw it, like I was like middle school. When I first saw this picture, because uh, you know we always looked at ghost shit, but I saw that picture and I was like, "What's this?" And then I was like, "Obviously, it has to be a ghost." Because why else are they posting it? And I saw it and I believe I read in there that this person went into this house by themselves and stayed there the full night and set up like a camera in multiple rooms and they used like 200 something things of film or some shit like that Uh, or 200 pictures each in the film thing or something like that and they just kept taking pictures taking pictures and then that's the only picture out of all of that film I want those motion triggered ones oh right 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 that'd be cool but yeah that was the little bit of amityville um thing that i covered wanted to cover um i would have taken it from a perspective of it from like the tale and what happened and going through the motions of seeing the whole house but i'm like no i like the what these people are saying versus the hollywood judge of it i wanted to see how you would take it from a just a article perspective versus a storytelling perspective true so yeah i think it's really interesting that this happened i wanted to know more about jody but i literally just got they saw a cartoon pig they didn't have like an artist rendition he actually drew a picture of it but it is so i mean she was a little 10 year old yeah or yeah what is her name Macy? Is that how old she was? I know you said that. Missy. Missy. How old she was. She was about 10 or 11. Sorry. Let me show you. So, yeah, she did a little drawing of it. Let me show you. Hello, Deborah. Hi. Oh, yeah. When we went to this. go eat on Stefan's birthday yesterday. We went to Witch Witch, which surprisingly I've never been to. So this is my first time. And you have to fill out like your sandwich order and you put a name and I put Deb. <laughs> and when they were calling and they're like, sandwich for Deb, I was just was staring at Stefan and Stefan's like, hey, I think they're calling your sandwich. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'm Deb. <laughs> so when they asked Jody to draw out whatever this is supposedly snow okay and this is jody the pig running through it so it looks more like a cat to me i mean i or can a bunny i can kind of see the pig face like the little oinky nose mm-hmm. kids drawings are interesting I never know how to take it. It's not refrigerator magnet worthy. 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 I mean, it's worthy enough to be on the internet. Honestly. (laughs) But yeah, that was her little rendition of what she said. But she's a kid. What more could you ask for? 
But yeah, I I just wanted to cover the Amityville Horror because I'm like, I need to get it done with. Yeah. Get it done. Do it, guys. Just do it. Um, Did you look that through the book at all? No. So, yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Oh, another fun fact that I have for you about the Amityville Horror case. Did you guys know that the actual killer of the original family, the 23-year-old son, um, what's his name? Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. just recently passed away in 2021. Oh, from old age? In prison? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought he died, like, years ago or some shit like that. I oh. didn't expect him to just recently pass in 2021. Did he get COVID? Yeah. He, div- he died at age 69 on March 12, 2021 69. at the Albany Medical Center. The official cause of death has not been released to the public. 69. I think somebody killed him. Or he committed suicide. Who knows? Or he was well, killed by the spirits. Time, hmm? But after all this time, then he commit suicide? Mm-hmm. I mean, he still, even when in prison, he still stood by the fact that he didn't kill them. I mean, okay, I know I said that he said that he was abused and he was, like, doing drugs, and that's why he killed it on his and on his, but he recanted his statement so many times and consistently changed it up that he actually stood by it and he even did on one interview he posted he's like I'm been convicted for something that I didn't do yeah but also people can get to a point where they believe something so bad that it's really their state of mind now and they could be guilty you know yeah the mind plays tricks because I'm in his original story his original thing that he did before he even went to trial he was trying to say that the mob killed his family and that he tried hiding and he tried hiding the gun down a sewage drain and has changed his clothes and he was like I was at work when this was happening and they're like this is not lining up whatsoever because when he was retelling and people had kept changing or little details and whatnot they're like how could this have happened while you're at work even though their bodies have only been dead for so long and such and such it's like this happened at like 6 in the morning So, yeah, but he did was said that he had um, mental problems Mm. and then the whole drugs on top of drinking. Great combination. It's a recipe for the worst outcome if you want (laughs) it. So, yeah, honestly, but I did bring up the Velisca axe murder house and whatnot. Um, I do want to cover that story. Do you want me to cover that next? Um, if you want. Because that sounds interesting, because I just thought about it, and I'm like, that'd be cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, have you heard of it? The Velisca House Axe uh, I feel like I have, like, heard a little bit about it, but only, like, like a, just not a meme, but, like, a, yeah, like, something on Facebook or something, but probably one of the other podcasters posted a picture saying that they were talking about it or something. I don't know. Okay. I haven't heard the actual so, story. So, update, guys. I will be doing the Velisca Halex House Murders. And next episode, get ready. You're going to get axed. Eh. You're going to get axed. Eh. We'll be 22. Yeah, 22. What are you going to do? Huh? 
so yeah that's all I got for you buddy I loved it thank you so much for your story um what a great 21st birthday for us 21 21 we can go drinking <laughs> while we drink our soda cheers cheers buddy cheers buddy Mm. Mm. Yum. Yum. Coke on the rocks. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, we don't drink Coke. <laughs> Sponsors. Sponsors. <laughs> okay. One day. Is that all you got for me? Yeah, I don't have any updates. I'll try to work on our intro, our next intro. Oh, we can have check, fun with that. Um, check our Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know, our, our Instagram. For pictures of our weekend together. Oh, yes. I'm going to try to do it on all the socials. I really want us to get more into the TikTok realm. So, hopefully, I'll be able to, to take bits of, like, our interactions here and make little reels. Or something. And then something. I don't know. I'm going to play with it. But it would be nice for us to be more on TikTok-y. tiktok All right. Well, but thank yeah. you guys for watching and thank listening. You. And for I hope 21 episodes now, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're going to get better at the YouTube thing because I keep forgetting that this is also going on Spotify. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed and hope to see you next week. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> oh, <laughs> super bad. Spotify Subscribe and follow <laughs> Like, follow, subscribe Like, follow, and subscribe uh, uh, Get railed Yeah, get railed you guys uh, uh, Bye Bye